Hey folks, welcome back to the My Technicians podcast. Today is another Patch Tuesday episode featuring Dustin Childs of Zero Day Initiative. It's a pretty light June security release from Microsoft, with only six bugs named in this patch release, but there are still a handful of dangerous vulnerabilities that admins should prioritize. Chief among them is the vulnerability discovered last month named Folina, a remote code execution bug in Microsoft's support diagnostic tool that was being actively exploited. Before we talk to Dustin about Felina and other June security patches, be sure to subscribe to the Biotechnicisms podcast on iTunes, Google, and Spotify to hear weekly interviews with IT experts that can help you make the best decisions for your organization. And now here's Dustin. All right, Dustin, thanks for hopping on again as always. So let's talk about uh, the June 22 patch Tuesday. Absolutely. Um, so with uh, Folina, um, yeah. Microsoft finally patches it after you know that bug was disclosed last month, and it's obviously one to prioritize since it was being actively attacked. Uh, can right. you you know talk a little bit about about why it's so dangerous and why it should be prioritized? Uh, well, it's very dangerous first of all because, like you said, it's it's under active attack. It's uh, anything that's under active attack you should prioritize, but really this one you should prioritize too, just because it's a very realistic attack scenario. I mean, it's not anything that's really extravagance or really extraordinary to to trick a user into opening a, a document, which is essentially what Felina is, and then getting code execution. So it's a very typical thing that we see with business email compromise, with phishing oh. attacks, with all sorts of things where an attacker will send a specially crafted document and they'll label it something that's so tempting to open, like executive compensation or whatever. Uh, and once that opens, code execution occurs and then they're able to take over your system. So that uh, that attack scenario is really, really common uh, and it's very reliable exploits. So that's why uh, we're very glad to see that Microsoft actually did patch it. It's a little hard to find in their security update guide, uh, but it, 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 an update is available. So definitely test and deploy that one quickly. Right, yeah, I, I've seen uh, some some other cybersecurity companies, you know, release their own write-up of Patch Tuesday and, some, and a couple of them just straight up missed this one. Um, why? <laughs> Yeah, so it's a nuance of the way Microsoft lists their security updates. Because they actually published the CVE in May, this mm. update was listed as a May update. So if you right. only looked for the June updates, you didn't see it. You had to manually go to, which is what I did, I had to manually look at the CVE to see if it was updated. Mm. Once I went there, I saw it was updated. But looking at the their update guide, which shows the monthly patches, it's not easily uh, available right. right there. Right, makes sense. Um, so another another NFS bug. You write that it's you know similar to one patched last month. So is it you know a case of a a failed patch or or just a new you know a new vector altogether? Yeah, we haven't had a, a time to really dig into this, but it's certainly looking like a failed patch. Last month uh, they were saying uh, it affected NFS. <clears throat> versions two and three and NFS 4.1 was unaffected. This month they're saying NFS 4.1 is affected and versions two and three aren't affected. So it seems like that based on that alone, I would say this is likely some sort of a failed patch or another loose variant that didn't get caught last month. So we blogged about this bug uh, a few weeks ago and we'll probably, we're gonna definitely take a deeper look at this because it is CVSS 9.8. Uh, it's a very dangerous bug for people who use NFS 
Uh, right. So we're definitely looking to see uh, what are the details of that, uh, because we already have a working proof of concept of last month's bug. So I'm sure we'll get uh, POC for this month's bug too. Yeah. There's a couple other bugs you highlighted, uh, including um, mm -hmm. uh, Hyper-V. Uh, can you talk about that one? Sure. The Hyper-V bug is always interesting when I see uh, an RCE like that, because remote code execution in Hyper-V is a little bit different. But really what that means is someone on a guest operating system can execute code on the underlying host operating system. So that guest to host escape is always really interesting to me uh, because we rely on virtualization so much these days. We rely on multi-tenancy. We have you know multiple guest OSs on a single host OS. So if one of those guests can take over the host and then impact the other guest, the other guest might not even know that they were being uh, attacked until it's too late. Right. And um, the last one you highlight is the uh, desire state configuration information disclosure bug. Yeah, this one is definitely a little bit uh, more esoteric, but I know uh, DSC is a PowerShell tool that a, a lot of admins use to help, uh, you know, provision their enterprise and, and take care of the systems. Uh, and it's an information disclosure bug that allows uh, attackers to pull out usernames and passwords from logs. So if you uh, get uh, access to a system that one of those logs is, you might be able to uh, find out the username and passwords for everything else in the domain. And like I said, I know this is a tool that gets used a lot by sysadmins to help them manage and maintain their networks. So that's why it's like, you know what, this is pretty interesting. It, it sounds like the sort of thing that uh, attackers would really latch onto once they had a foothold in an enterprise, they could definitely use this for lateral movements and to really take over everything. And so no no principler bugs um, for the first time in however many months. Uh, so is, right. are, we, are we done with those or is this just a temporary reprieve here? I guess we'll find out next month. Hopefully we're done with the, the vast majority of them. Hopefully we do get a, a couple months off at least for uh, everything to kind of settle down on that attack surface. But yeah, it was interesting to see no print spooler attacks, this, uh, no principal exploits this month. Mm. And uh, we'll see what happens in July. Uh, historically speaking, July tends to be a very large month. So yeah. we'll see volume and, uh, you know, what, what's going on next month. And we had LDAP for the last two months too. So we'll see if that continues right. into July. Right. <clears throat> um, so are you pouring one out for Internet Explorer today? I, I am uh, pouring one out and then freezing and then restarting, yes, uh, for IE. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it was introduced in 1995 and had an incredible run. I mean, no matter what you think of a web browser, anything that's lasted that long, you know, we, we should, you know, at least acknowledge that that was a pretty, pretty relevant piece of software for a long time and definitely a pretty important piece of software uh, for the history of computing. Although I don't think there's anyone who's really sorry to see it go away. Yeah, yeah, just just clogging up space on everyone's hard drive. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything else we, uh, that uh, you know we need to know about um, this month's patch Tuesday, uh, or maybe if you could talk about the two uh, SharePoint bugs that seem to be getting a lot of attention. Yeah, the SharePoint bugs are interesting. Uh, we've had quite a few of those come through our program too. And a lot of times people will look at them and go, well, authentication is required. They're not that important. But the authentication required is just what you need as a default user. So if you're a default user on a SharePoint site, you have all the permissions needed to take these actions and exploit the SharePoint server. So any user, any authenticated user on a SharePoint site 
can exploit these bugs and take over the full server. And, you know, there's nuances between the two different bugs and uh, which one's more exploitable, which one's less. But they both definitely can be exploited and they both can be used to take over an entire SharePoint server. Uh, so that's definitely worth something. Uh, if you run SharePoint, make sure you install those. Don't like look at the authentication and go, oh, okay, well, this is not important because it definitely is. Uh, and we definitely have seen more SharePoint bugs come through the program recently too. Great, all right, uh, Dustin, thanks very much. I appreciate it. No problem, Zach. Thanks for having me.